0: One vote out of nearly 13,000 ballots cast could decide the 13th district state representative race. It's Democrat Jim Glenn who holds the precious one-vote lead over Republican D.J. Johnson as they wait for a re-campus. We're going to hear from both candidates and discuss how one vote really does matter. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Mystery Enquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me this week is County Government Reporter Jacob Dick. And Jacob, you covered this race, or at least the aftermath of it. And I think most people thought that this race would be close, but one vote close.
1: Yeah, I think that um, shocked a lot of people, and it uh, created a, many, a, many a narrative. Um, some people that are are uh, open to conspiracy say something's fishy, and. Um, some people that uh, you, you know the makeup of the district and you know these races have been close uh, point at it as saying, "See, every vote counts."
0: Yeah, and so in the intro I said uh, nearly 13,000 votes were cast, but to be exact, there were 12,637 votes. Glenn received 6,319 and Johnson received 6,318 votes. And what you know what makes this interesting, Jacob, is that You know, Jim Glenn was the longtime incumbent, and then Johnson beat him two years ago. And then so Jim Glenn came back for a rematch, and now you have, you know, Glenn, who's the challenger, with that one vote.
1: Yeah, and that that makes um, understanding... How unlikely this is, or the narratives of just how this happened, that makes uh, this very complicated. Because how many races do you have where you have an incumbent who's facing someone that has a long time held that seat?
0: Yeah, and so I called, I called up both uh, Glenn and Johnson, and you know, talked to them about what they thought, you know, as the votes were trickling in, what was going through their minds. Um, Mr. Glenn was a little bit more reluctant to talk about it than Mr. Johnson. And so let's just play those interviews and and, and, and our listeners can can kind of make their own conclusions. And let me point out that first you're hear from Jim Glenn and then the next interview will be from D.J. Johnson. Well, uh, I, I mean, I was kind of interested in kind of your – you know what? You what was going through your mind as the votes were coming in? You know, th- th- being so close that it
2: was. No, I I know. I I've, I've been to this a number of times, and I just watched and waited. The final count was made. I didn't I didn't try to have anything out in front. I didn't try to figure anything out. I just wait. I was waiting till the final votes were done. I've done this. I done this for ten or twelve years. Well, I don't try to.
0: And, well, I, and I guess one of the, one of the, was it because there were so many votes cast and that it came down to yeah. one vote? Were you surprised by that?
2: Let, let me tell you. Again, I'm going to tell you. I've been doing this for 10 or 12 years. I went to all the votes accounted. I didn't have an opinion. I just sat down and had a sandwich and a cup of coffee and just waited until the numbers came in. And I talked to people. That's basically it. There is no story. Well,
0: And that's it. Well, it, it it's it's do you not do you not see you know how kind of uh, incredible it was to have that many votes cast and then there's one nope. vote standing between nope. you and the nope next and nope.
2: <laughs> I just wanted to see how the type of votes were counter counted. I'm serious. You i I've been doing this for a long time and uh, I just wait all the numbers come in. Numbers come in, in different orders. Different precincts. Well let and me I just wait until the final count was made.
0: Well let me let me ask you another question just about the uh, you know, just just getting back into the uh, the political ring again. Uh, you know, you, like you said, you went through this last time, and and Mr. Johnson, you know, came out on top. And then this time, what was the difference that made you decide? Hey, I might be
2: able to uh, to take my seat back. Bottom line, everybody doesn't vote. I lost by two hundred sixty three votes. I got two hundred sixty five more votes than I did last time. That's basically
0: it. So did you? I just. And, and well, here, here, here. You know, here in the uh, in recent years, uh, it seems like it's, it's pretty difficult to be a Democrat in, in essentially red state. In Davis County, has become more. Uh, I would think red, even as a, uh,
2: even as a. County. your own question. You don't even talk to me anymore. You're trying to make a story out of something. No, 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 all no. All I'm concerned with now is, is looking at the when, when the recast uh, recounting is going to be done.
0: No, I, I mean, I th- you don't think that's a fair question, you know, a Democrat trying
2: to Well, all, all these a sp- fair question. It's just that, listen, I'm a teacher. I teach 40 hours a week. I taught four hours a day. I'm whipped. You know, I, and I'm just trying to, I'm, at the, I'm down at the county courthouse trying to figure out when they're going to run the recast right now. That's when I want to get off the phone and continue talking to
0: them. -hmm. But I was wondering if you would kind of give me your thoughts just on the night itself, Uh, you know, as far as what was going through your mind as the votes were trickling in. And, uh, and, you you know, I'm not, I've never been in that position to know what, you know, what kind of stress uh, a person could be under uh, in a race that, that, that that's close. I mean, uh, you know, there's close and then there's, you know, biting close. And so uh, I was hoping you might uh, kind of give me some perspective on, on what was kind of going through your mind as the votes were coming in.
3: Let me think about that for a second because that's, that's, that's a great question and I don't know how to answer it. It's as stressful as you can imagine. Um, and then you see... That you're down a certain amount of votes, and that's very dis, you know—that's very discouraging. And then you see that you come back. I, basically, I'll give you the last few minutes. There was a point where there were three precincts left, and I was down by like a hundred and I don't know seven votes or something like that. And you're thinking, well, it's over. And then we got down to one precinct left, and I was up by six votes. And then you're thinking, well, I got a shot. But six votes isn't much. And then we heard that it was, uh, we were down by one vote with 100% in. And, uh, it's about as devastating as you can imagine. It's as bad as you, you would think it would be. Uh, but then, you know, life goes on. We're going to go through the re-canvas recount. I'm hoping for a better result. But the bottom line is, uh, we will continue on with life. So.
0: Aspects of this is, you know, the thought of, of of having you be in the position of being the guy who's down one vote. I mean, did you ever think that in a uh, that with that many votes cast uh, that you would be in this situation? I mean, you would think that if you're going to lose, you're going to you're going to lose by maybe a couple hundred votes, or if you're going to win, you're going to win by a couple hundred votes. But uh, and I, and I, so I guess it's the rare, you know, the the, the odds. Of that many votes being cast, and um, and you losing by one vote I mean, one vote. Did you ever think that that was even conceivable in a race with that many votes that could be cast?
3: Actually, yes, and it's because this district is so evenly split, in historically how they have voted in the last several elections. That it certainly is a scenario that you could think of and, and see happening now. some some lo- locations, you know, that's just not going to happen. But when you look at the history of our voting record, it's always been uh, a pretty close event. You know, it's a couple of hundred, 300, 400, 100, that sort of thing. So, you you know, in my mind I'm going, yeah. So just what would we do if it was just one vote? Well, now I know. <laughs> yeah. so, so regardless of
0: the outcome, um, how do you feel about, you know, the Democratic Process, You know, when you think about, you know, how people, you know, might think, well, my, my vote is not going to count, so why, so why bother?
3: You know, I just actually spoke to the through Innovation Academy, their uh, civics class, and a couple of their classes the week before the election. And I emphasized that regardless of whether it's a one-vote election or, or not, that's not the point. The point is that your vote counts because this is our process. And when you vote, you're showing respect to the people that have defended our Constitution. And if you don't vote, then in my opinion, you're showing disrespect to those. You know, the men and women have gone out and defended our Constitution, defended our flag. So whether it's a one-vote race or someone wins by 10,000 votes, your vote still matters because of what it represents. It represents our system of government. That's what I told them two weeks ago, and then we came up with a one-vote race
0: all right so jacob whenever you whenever you hear that those interviews and you had your own interviews with them um were they were they similar uh and and i guess tone
1: yeah i think the the message or lack thereof from each person was similar to when i talked to them although i am impressed that uh, you talked to mr glenn uh, probably two or three minutes longer than he talked to me and that was
0: pulling teeth but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it, but i i can understand um where he's coming from and and i don't think uh in any way i would want him to think that uh, you know asking about the aftermath is is putting impunity on uh, on him winning which i think is uh, some grumbling that you hear from people that might be disappointed that a Democrat is taking that uh, seat. Um, but I, I can also understand where he might be nervous, because if you look at um, what, what a re is and how this happened, I talked to uh, Bradford Queen, who's the Director of Communications at the Kentucky Secretary of State, and uh, he said there's not an election that goes by, that there's not some kind of re somewhere. somewhere. Um, but he said he's never seen one change uh, the outcome of the race. Um, and, and, you know, Davis County has had some major um, re-canvases before. The, the last major one was in 1998 when uh, City Commissioner Dick Moore and also U.S. Rep. Uh, Scotty Basler both requested a re in this area. And um, back then, we're talking about margins that were within 500 votes. Now we're talking about one vote. And in that re um I think they found... Um, six absentee ballots and it only changed the vote count lead by one vote um, when you're talking about a one vote lead and if that happens that would probably make history
0: in your follow-up story of that race you explored the probability of that many votes being cast and coming down to one vote so what did you discover
1: um, I, th- I think first we should make clear when we talk about a race where 12,637 ballots um, were cast, we need to make sure people know that's not every ballot that was cast in county elections. The, the uh, county turnout was about 48%, which was surprisingly good for a midterm, as sad as that is. Um, and there's probably more like around 30,000 overall ballots that were cast. But in this race, when you have 12,637 ballots it comes down to one ballot that seems super surprising but i talked to a math professor who uh, gave me a big dose of reality and he said you need to be careful when you talk about these uh, things and and you put magic into math because it's sometimes not always there and um, professor kyle bessing he's an assistant professor at uh, kentucky wesleyan college and the coordinator of their math program um, he he kind of broke it down like this. He said, uh, you know, saying that um, if you were going to say you pr- you were going to predict that Glenn was going to win by one vote, that is as miraculous as saying he's going to win by 2,637 votes. You're you're basically just putting a number value and saying this is what it's going to be. Um, and you're contracting away from, from what the real amazing part of the story would be um, because saying, like, how unlikely... Is it that it'll um, come down to one vote? Is taking out all of the the probabilities, all of the makeup of that area, the uh, what people normally vote for in the history, and so like something really surprising would be to look at the uh, simply just the voter registration makeup of that district. And if it was heavily Republican, there hadn't been a Democrat that won there in 50 years, and somehow Glenn pulled it out by one vote. That is amazing. Now if it was evenly distributed, and it went back and forth between Democrat and Republican every year, and somehow this time, you know, the Democrat squeaks through with one vote, that is less amazing.
0: And that district is consumes uh, the city of Owensboro mainly, right?
1: Right. Um, I, I can't say for sure if every uh, voter in the city limits is included in that, but I know that it doesn't go outside of the city limits. Gotcha.
0: Okay, so now the process goes to the recanvass uh part of this so explain what that recanvass process involves
1: um so the uh a candidate um is entitled to recanvass in elections and i don't think it, the statute even says that it has to be within a certain margin you could uh get uh, defeated roundly and still um request a recanvass and those are free and basically the secretary of state tells the clerk's office to go back and and look at the way that you factored absentee ballots and what the numbers that came off of your machine were, and uh, do that again. Make sure your math was right. And uh, they'll do that, and sometimes they do find uh, that there were miscalculations.
0: And in the age of electronic voting, um, what is the chances, you know, that there are inaccuracies or, or an inaccuracy? um and and where the votes were were cast from
1: the machines um i from the machine calculations i haven't read anything in my research that they've ever got it wrong what most likely will happen is um sometimes like just in this past election and uh Broward County in Florida, they found a box of provisional ballots that no one could uh, account for whether they'd been counted. So it was mostly human error. Uh, did this absentee vote get dropped? Did this box get missed? Um, things like that. That's how you end up um, changing counts after re
0: So they do the re and hypothetically, it comes back, that one vote actually turns into a tie vault, what happens then?
1: Um, Then, um, you know, of course Jim Glenn has his ability to uh, go to a re-canvas or one of them could uh, petition a judge for a recount who would then... um, So a recount is different from a re-canvas. Very different, and I think that is where some of the confusion in this lies because I've heard people talk about, well, I can't wait for that recount because something sounds fishy or... Uh, You know, whenever they have a runoff election, I'm going to vote for so-and-so. And And that's just not how any of this works. You know, uh, you go, you petition a court. um, If a judge thinks that there is a reason to have a recount, he'll set a bond that one of the candidates have to pay if they want the recount. And then he'll set the uh, provisions for the recount. Um, I don't see how a recount would be that much different than a recanvass unless the judge says, pull out all the paper ballots. I want them counted by hand. Um, and I just don't know what the odds of that would be.
0: And so, if it did come back after all those processes were said and done, and it was a tie, what what's one of the options? And you know what I'm what I'm asking to hear.
1: Yeah. Um, so they will go down to the clerk's office, and the clerk will will flip a coin. Unless they want. Is it a special coin? I I really don't think so. It's probably a just one he
0: question. just has in his pocket or in his yeah. the tray well, of his car. You know, just well, some spare change.
1: You know. You know. Uh, the clerk, David Oz Osborne, he'd probably try to make it flashy in some way, you know, maybe find like a, a Kennedy half dollar or something. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just a coin flip or a draw, I think, was something another um, county clerk told me in Ohio County, because they do have a draw for the uh, sixth place in the Hartford City Council. Um, so they they will uh, have to decide if they want to do re or some kind of flip or if someone will bow down.
0: And... And a few years ago, they actually did that coin flip. It was over a wet drive, all right. Right. And and then there was some controversy over that. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, they they flipped the coin and then it hit the floor. And then there was an argument of, oh, did it bounce? Oh no, we think it hit the clerk's foot. Uh, we got to flip again, and it, uh, you know, and the clerk says it did not hit my foot, and uh, they the. It ended up tails that time, and they had to take that wet-dry election to a, another year.
0: So so it is in the realm of possibility. Comes back a tie, there's this option of flipping a coin, which is amazing to me in our democratic process that mm-hmm. it, an election could be decided that way. But
1: Well, isn't that how you know it's fair when no one's happy? <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: So, all right. So where are they at in this re-canvas process? Uh, do they know... Uh, when this would take place, or are they still waiting on on
1: that? They're still waiting for confirmation from the Secretary of State's office, which could take a a few days. But D.J. Johnson has said multiple times that uh, he will seek it in the um, House caucus. The House Republican caucus is currently um, helping him through that. And really there's no reason why he shouldn't request one. I mean, it's one vote. It's free. Uh, People have done it for a far larger margin. Um, So, you know, why not? see what's going to happen but I think what probably needs to be revisited is that this has been uh, in the past a competitive district and it seems like this is evidence that it will continue to be um, because I mean there's been two different occasions in 2014 and 2012 that Glenn has won this seat by only about 500 or 600 votes and, and those were considered tight margins then and uh you had Johnson um out fundraised him by almost a hundred um by almost sixty thousand dollars. He spent a hundred and uh two thousand dollars in his race when Glenn spent thirty nine and it came down to one vote.
0: Yeah, and and when you follow politics, you always say the incumbents generally have an advantage, especially whenever they are spending more money, that's uh even another advantage. And then, if you have this idea that you know that you're you have uh, your party controls, you know the the most votes in that particular district should give you the advantage as well. Um, but at least in this district, the votes, or, or at least the registered voters, are a little bit more split. And then you may have some Democrats who are voting more republican right
1: right and and this is such a hard district to predict anything because i mean on paper you have seventeen thousand seven hundred and sixty six de, uh, registered democrats you have nine thousand nine hundred and sixty three republicans so unless you know the voting history of this place what the people are like what so almost for, two to one democrat right and, wow but uh you know people that have lived here say a lot of those democrats are uh, republicans that haven't switched their affiliation yet um, and so we, we don't have great uh, – we don't have basically any polling in-house races or, I mean, um, state house races in Kentucky. And we don't have good uh, polling in the state of Kentucky really at all. I looked at a few U.S. rep races, and we have three polls for each of those in the entire state, you know.
0: So by the time this podcast airs, uh, I don't think that the recanvass will, will happen by the end, And so maybe another podcast will – uh, do an oh, by the way, and give you the outcome of this of this recampus because it is such an interesting race uh, as part of this past election. And that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank county government reporter Jacob Dick for joining me. To send us questions or provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger com. Remember, you can find us on the Mr. Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquirer. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquirer.